0: Hello tribe, this podcast is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, energy, longevity, and keeping us healthy and enhanced in our lives. Four Sigmatic makes a wide variety of blends including mushroom coffee, mushroom elixir, hot cacao, Matcha and superfood blends. I believe strongly in this company. I've been taking Four Sigmatic and it has changed my life. I can't even begin to start my day without a cup of Four Sigmatic in front of me. Right before I meditate or I do anything from speaking engagements to traveling to doing healing on people or just going out in the world and sharing my immense love for this planet and for everyone on it. I feel lit times 1,000. It is literally shifting the energy in my being. I'm talking firing off those synapses, kicking my body into high gear by awakening those electrons, spinning those electrons, getting my body so on point with my focus, my creativity, and my energy. One of the products that I love the most is the Lion's Mane's Coffee. Lion's Mane promotes productivity and focus, and it was known by shamans and monks who take that into their body for meditation, focus, and clarity so they can really tune in to the energies and absorb the knowledge and information that is coming to them from the spirit world. And as you know, on Ancient Wisdom Today, we like to keep it lit all day every day. And how do we do that? By creating magic. And what is magic? Magic is turning up that energy, living our truth, honoring who we are and doing what's right for us so that we can live a beautiful, powerful, easy, playful, fun, joyous, and just the most powerful life in this now time. So if you don't have Four Sigmatic on your shelf, in your bag, in your briefcase, on the airplane with you, right before you speak, whatever it is that you do, you have to get this. Even for your kids, for your teenagers, pop it in their in their bag before they go to school. This is the drink that literally makes you think. It is powerful and it is enriched with so many powerful mushrooms and these adaptogens are literally changing the lives of people. And remember, I've talked to you many times before in the past about mushrooms and the networking system of mushrooms when it gets into your body and just really taking your body to a whole new level. So if you're interested in learning more about this amazing company, cause I just really want you to know tribe that everything I share with you, I share with you from my heart because I believe in it and I see what it has done for me and my life and all of my friends and family. Go to foursigmatic.com. Backslash shaman Durek, and you will get a discount code at your checkout. That's F O U R S I G M A T I C dot com backslash shaman Durek for your 15% off. I love you, tribe. I love you so much. That is the reason why I choose sponsors that are in alignment and authenticity to what this tribe is about. Staying lit, staying focused, staying driven, and changing our planet for the good. Love you, enjoy the share. Bye.
1: Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years, and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients.
0: Hello, 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 beautiful tribal members who are so beautiful and dear to my heart. So happy that we're here today on this Share on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I love you so, so much. And if anyone hasn't told you that you are loved, let me be the first to remind you of the love and the caring and the nurturing and the sharing that we're here to experience today on Today's Share. I am so happy that you're on the planet and that you have come so far in your life, in your journey and all the things that you've gone through, the pain, the hurt and everything that has made you stronger, wiser and more powerful in your being. It has given you tools and understanding on how to cultivate and nurture yourself into higher levels. And what I love the most is that our love is ever growing. It's never a standstill. It's always about in going higher and, and higher and really enhancing. Itself in every way. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about today's share. Because when we're in the state of loving ourselves, right, the way we love ourselves is by bringing in more information that allows us to have more doorways of nebulous corners of our mind open up to think and see and perceive the world in many different forms. And this allows us to become evolved. And I always like to tell people, that a wise person is one who sees many paths and an unwise person only sees one. And this is so important. And this is one of the reasons why I have an amazing, powerful, beautiful woman who's here in the studio with me. It's uh, my friend, Rafael Graves who is here. She's a food activist, and she's here to take us higher in our, evoca- our education, in our knowledge, and how we, how, we, uh, how we live on earth and the way in which we produce and consume and the way in which we honor ourselves and what we put in our bodies, right? The medicine that we, that we digest in our beings. Is it medicine or is it poison? Well, we're going to find out today. On today's share thank you thank you my darling welcome to the show
1: thank you so much
0: so food activists tell us what that means
1: it's about being really aware and um, in tune with the food that we're consuming where it comes from who's growing it what impact does it have on the earth and on ourselves
0: And do you feel right now in our evolution that people are not aware of this and that they need to become more aware and why?
1: I think we're very disconnected. And I think the main reason is because we, so many of us, not all of us, but so many of us have left nature and have left the like countryside living and we've all moved into the cities and we are... Is living not in tune with nature and the rhythms of nature so that's the first thing um, we see food in the shops in the supermarket and we just take it for granted we don't have a direct relationship with the farmer and we're not really educated in how much energy and time it takes to grow something
0: there's a there's a beautiful essence about growing something I you know one of the things that I love to do which is one of my favorite things to do which has helped me a lot um, especially when I was in the wheelchair for a year um, and a half um, paralyzed was to um, work in the garden Mm -hmm. you know and so I had you know my assistant there and you know we would you know put the soil and I'd get my hands in the soil and I honestly attribute a lot of my healing to growing and growing tomatoes and squash and cabbage and all of these you know beautiful wonderful energies that can come from the earth you know and watching it grow i would always look out my window and be like oh look at it sprouting you know and the energy of that was so beautiful it was like a baby was being born Mm, for me you know Mm -hmm. that it was so sacred and so beautiful and i used to go out in my garden and take crystals and sing to them and then take the crystals and stick them on the soil mm. and i had different <laughs> crystals for different plants depending upon their attributes of what <laughs> i needed and i would sing to the plants and talk to them or sometimes i would come home because my garden was right in front of my house and i would come home and talk to the plants mm. and um, i lived in a tree house at the time so it was mm. really nice So i made my whole front area a garden and then you'd go up the stairs into my tree house and People would come in my house in LA and they loved coming over because they're like, wow, you have all these amazing things growing all the time. And getting my hands in the soil grounded me so much. It made me feel a complete peace. And totally. you're right. We have lost a lot of that.
1: I, speaking to this experience that you've ha- you had, that you say felt healing. I had the same last year. My parents have like a big piece of land and they have like a a vegetable garden that was semi-abandoned because, you know, life gets busy and they just kind of forgotten about it. And just one day I woke up and I said, I need to get my hands dirty and grow because I've done it throughout my life in different times of my life. And I said, my first idea was to find a piece of land that maybe no one was using that I could, um, you know put love into but my mom said what about our garden why do you you know put all your energy in there I'm like dad would you would you be up for it like make it, like an amazing garden he's like okay so we did it and we spent I think maybe three days a week I would go there and we created the most beautiful produce it was amazing the tomatoes were like huge and juicy and it was really healing for me it's not only the grounding but it just teaches you so much about patience mm, and just yes. so, so many other things. And you are there. You are there in the present moment. You, you know, you're not thinking about anything else. And for me, I was going through a divorce at that t- at the time. And oh my God, my mind was like going to the past, going to the future, like, so many ne- negative thoughts. So that was that and swimming every day really helped me.
0: Here in your, in your land farm is here in Mallorca. Here
1: in Mallorca, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I remember one time you were doing an Instagram live. I yeah. like to check and I stalk you.
1: <laughs> he was like, oh my gosh, I'm just looking at my, my life. <laughs> <laughs> I like to stalk
0: people and see like what they're doing, like yeah. how they're contributing to the world. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to you and I was just such an awe. I was there. I was so happy. And I knew I was coming to Mallorca. So I was like, oh yes, we're going yes. on that we're gonna do the podcast. We get to see you. And it's been it's it's wonderful to see you. And you. and it's Same. also beautiful you know what you're doing and 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 bringing our attention to these things, you know, because you're right. Patience is so important. And I did love that about growing things. I love the patience of it all. I love the the grounding, the patience, and the fact that I was creating something. Yeah. That was connecting to an organic connection of that, which is already organic within me. And I thought it was really beautiful.
1: And you know what, can I add just one more? You can add
0: anything you like.
1: Last year, you know, we did this and we just put so much love and energy into this. And I was like, super like, careful with every tomato plant that I put in I was so like you know treating it like with so much love and then this year my head was some in a different place and I was just doing other things so I didn't we we didn't get in time to do the summer crops properly but my dad did it anyway like you know not not putting too much attention and nothing has grown tomatoes are shit they're like they're not growing there's Um, bugs, and just nothing really grew this year.
0: Because you didn't tend to the land.
1: We didn't tend, and the intention was different. Right. You know?
0: And you weren't tending to the land because you weren't tending to yourself. Right, because it's, it's tending to ourselves is returning to the land, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I always say that every human being should have um, their own self-sustaining garden in their home in some way. You know, mm-hmm. I even went to a friend's house and they're like, where are we going to put a garden and we don't have this? And I said, well, we're going to have to uproot this soil. We're going to have to bring in composting here. Because I, I, I used to teach, I used to have these events when I lived in LA, I had this house in Silver Lake after I moved out of my treehouse, and I had these um, earth parties and so what I did was I had self-sustaining, uh, you know, people who like who did products that were um, all self-sustaining and 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 organic and and natural. I had a composter there. I would give a class on composting and helping people learn about composting and how they can bring that into their lives in Los Angeles, in a city, you know, type atmosphere. And then I would show them my garden that I that I created there. And we had a beautiful garden with um we had uh, plum trees, apple trees, lemon trees. We had squash. We had um. Uh, Kale, we had potatoes, tomatoes, you name it, herbs, because I like my herbs for my medicine. So when people come and work with me, I would make them herb teas and things of this nature. And all of these, um, experiences and people would come we had musicians playing folk music because I my favorite is like country and folk music so we had folk music and then we'd have like a dj come on later and it was a wonderful (laughs) event it was my earth day event and it was like my earth party and it people would come and get to learn about nature learn about all these things and i always tell people and it really inspired a lot of friends of mine to have to build a box and literally start building their own garden what do you think about having that people should get into, how can people do that? Like, what what is your suggestion on that?
1: That's an interesting subject because I know many people who do want to do that, but don't know where to start or they literally don't have any space. And it can feel, I don't know how to, to say, but I, I get a lot of people reaching out to me saying, oh my God, you're so lucky that you have a piece of land, like it's my dream, you know? So I think if it is your dream, you hold that vision that you'll be able to do that one day. I think it's. I think we need more people um, to grow their own food, not only because you know we don't have enough. Not that we don't have enough food to feed anyone, but we're throwing away a lot of food, and the system is just flawed. Flawed. Yeah, flawed. Flawed. Um, But I think it's a spiritual practice that can help a lot a lot of people. So I would suggest. That if if it's in you, if you have to, the desire to do it, that you do it. I've done it in every single house that I lived in. I just make make it happen. I find a way, even if it's just like a, a small pot and I whatever you know. So there is no um, excuse, really. No, but I I also don't think people should feel bad because they're not growing food. Because I think a lot of people feel like like oh, but I can't, you know. Um,
0: but not about really feeling bad, but also like, you know, the thing is, is that if we are really going to become uh, a community of awakened beings, you know, I think there's a, there's a even if you're growing like a little tomato bush, yeah. just eating some tomato off of something you've grown is empowering your energy, you know, because the essence of you growing something with the seed and watching it and watering it and tending to it, you can actually create as a shamanic practice. You can literally say, I want to create abundance in my life. I want to create prosperity. I want to create love. I want to create more self-nurturing for myself. I want to create more awareness of my power my gifts and my beauty and my talent. Mm -hmm. So every time you're tending to that, to the nature you're bringing that energy into it that you, as you tend to nature you're tending to those things in your life as well so when something does grow when i say for instance i say a tomato or whatever grows right and you eat it you're eating the essence of that power yeah
1: Definitely. So I
0: think we, I think people, because you know how I am, I'm all about no excuses, right? (laughs) So I don't really care if you feel bad that you don't have a garden, go get a pot and start growing some stuff. And really, because you're here on ancient wisdom, you're part of the tribe. Mm -hmm. And remember, technology may not always be around and TVs and computers may not always be around. And if I always told the tribe... We may go back to the way things were, and it's best that you have this under your belt to the ability to grow, to eat, and survive. And, you know, and anything else you can learn about um, really understanding that the first adaptation of human beings, which is the ability to create sustenance and being able to survive and to make food, right? It's not just always the grocery store is not always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, you have to remember that right now, these are luxuries that we have that support us, but they're not always gonna be there. And speaking of which, talking about these grocery stores and these conglomerate markets and the industry as, as whole, what are your thoughts about the, how food is being produced in grocery stores and how do you, what do you feel about you know, what's happening um, with you know, our agriculture and what's happening with you know, food development and so forth?
1: Well, I think supermarkets exist because there was a need for them. So people were living in cities and, you know, it's the only way to get food. So they're there for a reason, but um, I think it's just imperative that we take care of the farmers, local farmers. That's just so close to my heart. Um some I want of, you to speak on it. I want yeah, you to dive into it. I want you my... to know that
0: you can speak <laughs> and say exactly what you want to say mm-hmm. because you're here to educate us and we're here to listen to you to educate us.
1: Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm being too radical or I'm being, you know, I don't want to offend people, but
0: no, truly
1: we need to make a, an effort, <laughs> you know, to get our food. We've become so comfortable with getting our food from these places where food is created in in a way that has no heart you know? And people say, I don't have time. I don't have this, you know? I, I drive 50 minutes in my car to go to the farm and buy food. Fresh fruit and vegetables that are grown like a few kilometers from, away from me. But I could easily go to the supermarket that is like five minutes away. But to me, it's just so important. Firstly, because I want to support local economy. The land, I mean, we need small farms. That the, the biodiversity that lives in small farms that are where they grow with organic practices just needs to be supported. It can't be it's really, really important. The way they save seeds and they use local and old seeds that are getting lost because we're just growing the same like three or four potato varieties or carrot varieties or whatever. We're losing so many um, local old varieties you know and
0: please go ahead yeah get it out get (laughs) it out because that's what we need you know you know the way that we educate the tribe is that we don't hold back on what needs to be said Mm. because this is not that kind of tribe this is the tribe that's saying hey i need you to like let us know and you're not offending any of us because we're all here to be empowered and empowerment is also about revealing the truth right and revealing information Mm -hmm. some people can disagree some people can agree it doesn't it doesn't it's not about that it's not about anything other than you sharing your passion with us and saying those things so i know it's a really tough situation I mean, tough in the sense of how emotionally connected you are to Um, it because I can see the breathing that you're doing and like, (laughs) you know, but you can just get it out, like share with us.
1: Yeah, I just have so much respect for nature and for the people who work with the land. I just, I've seen their struggle here on the island and in many other places, how people are disrespecting them and like bargaining. The price of their lettuce, I mean, it's so much work to grow one lettuce. It's months from when you get the seed because they use the seed from the previous crop. They save the seeds and they um, sow them and then they sprout. And so many of them don't sprout properly. Or there's a a snail that eats the sprout. So, you know, they lose a lot in the process. And I just have this one really close friend called Maria. She's an 80-year-old or maybe 75-year-old farmer from the island she used to work for a big industrial um agro farm um and she would spend her days spraying crops in these uh warehouses warehouses
0: yeah warehouses
1: like like the warm ones
0: oh no 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 how do you say warehouse uh, you're thinking uh Greenhouse, greenhouse. greenhouse greenhouse
1: and she was becoming very sick she was wearing these masks and she was just working for this big company, and her son one day said, "Mom, I've read that these things that you're spraying are very toxic and that they can cause a lot of health issues." So I've decided that we should start our own farm and do things like we used to do them before Monsanto and all these companies came to the island and so many other places in the world and started, you know, bringing on their in their pesticides and horrible practices. so, they, they were earning a lot, a lot less money, but they were doing what felt right for them. And they've had a lot of crap from people and from local people, actually, even.
0: Local people? Yeah.
1: Saying, you know, you're just using dirty water. This is like ridiculous. There's, there's like a misconception still. There's a lot of resistance still, at least here, towards organic farming. And they're there every Sunday and Thursday and Tuesday. They wake up at like four in the morning. They're, you know, loading trucks. It's just so much work. And we just forget that this that this is what it takes to grow something. And then we, when we're not aware of the energy and time and resources that go into growing these things, we throw food away. We, don't, we, don't, we just don't appreciate food as, as we should.
0: I agree with that. And I've seen a lot of people do that. I call it entitlement. Yeah. You know, um, it's literally the idea that human beings feel like, well, they can get another one somewhere. Without the idea of it being like, well, this is what's grown and now I have to wait for the next crops to come to eat. And so let's enjoy what's on the table and what's present and let's honor it. You know, one of the things that one of my girlfriends, I had this girlfriend and she used to do is that she would take an orange and she would keep it in her, her little sack and we'd be out going to the beach or, you know, doing different things, walking through the redwood trees and whatnot. And she would take this orange and then smell it. She would like smell it. She'd be like, ah, oh. I'm like, what are you doing, babe? And she's like, I'm smelling the orange. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you eat it? She's like, no, 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 not yet. It's not time to be eaten. But mm. I'm en- I'm enjoying that it's in my bag and mm. that I have it. And then we'd be in the car and she'd smell the orange. We'd be walking through the Redwood Forest. She's smelling the orange. We're at the beach. She's smelling the orange. And then on the way home, she's like, I think I'm going to eat it now. Mm. And then she I would slowly peel it back. And then she'd be like, make. she'd grab one and put it in my mouth. And she'd be like, this is life. She's like, no, don't just swallow it down like feel the juices run across your tongue she's like feel the taste and the that it brings in your taste buds feel how it feels on your jaw and your mouth and feel it going down your throat and chew and feel how it bursts in your mouth and the taste of it and the energy of the the person who grew it and all of the things that went into it to bring it into life out of the earth out of the spirit world out of all these things and It was really beautiful Mm. for me when she did that. And it changed the way I saw food. It changed the way that my relationship was with food. Now I have a sensual relationship with food. And uh, I find it um, almost to the point of embarrassing and uncomfortable that people would go to fast food restaurants and eat, you know, and really not pay attention to like how these things are being created in the reverence of it. And so literally I love what you were talking about, the farmers, because I think that's really important. I go to farmer's market a lot and there are some times where you know you don't have that, mm-hmm. but I love being in countries where like, one of the things I loved about living in Italy and living in Turkey was that I can go to the marketplace and all the local farmers were there and I get to meet them and source out all the things. And I got up every morning, it was my greatest thing to do in Italy was get up every morning with my sack, <laughs> meet with the local farmers and they would be and they'd be like oh they're like they're like shaman shaman you this is thing that you love this is your favorite we have we just grew these we we put these aside because we knew we we only had a small crop but we knew how much you love them and please take this put this in your bag you know and i i had this wooden backpack made that you for it was fruit picking basket it was what it was and i turned it into a backpack and uh um it was really special and Especially in Turkey too. Like like Turkey is known for farming. Like that's what they do, you know? And I love it because every time I sit down and talk to people, they're so they have such a strong understanding of farm culture because that's where their roots come from. And so I really loved how they would really appreciate the value of their produce and their farming and then whatever and the grocery stores really are not the place that people really go to buy food they really buy it from the local farmers but then they have these tiny little markets that they can go to but they're really small and i really enjoyed that and i love the consciousness and one of the things that comes to my mind is love your farmers
1: yes become friends with your farmers
0: love your farmers
1: it's been like my greatest gift of my health journey which we can go into later if you want but i became so close with this one farmer called maria and i even wrote a piece about her for a magazine and did a did a photo shoot and everything because she's just the most beautiful human being and yeah if you become friends with your farmer she's they're gonna give you good prices you know and they're gonna save the good stuff for you And if they know you're going, you go every Sunday morning, they're going to make sure that whatever you usually buy and love, they're going to save it for you, you know?
0: Yeah. That's That's been my experience. That's been my experience too when I was in Italy. Yeah. So love your farmers, uh, tribe. Get to know them, make an an effort,
1: you know, wherever you live, Google closest organic farms and take your car and go there. Yeah. It's a beautiful experience.
0: Yeah. And you know, I love that too. Also, being in the city too is having the farm box show up, where they yes. send the boxes. Yes. Oh.
1: You know, when I was at university, in my second and third year, I lived with some uh, girlfriends, and instead of partying, I would use my money to buy. To I I was like one of the first people to subscribe to these boxes when I I lived in London, and I would spend. A little bit more money than I would if I went to the supermarket, but it was so worth it for me. So instead of going out, I would just wait for this box to arrive me and too. I would just make food. And like, <laughs> that was my life. That's such a great thing. And I love that. But there's one downside for me, yeah, which is I love to pick my, my own I food. Yeah, I
0: figured that. There's times where you know. I don't have enough time, but I love that box when it would yeah, come. I get really so practical. excited and yeah. open up my box and see yeah. what they put in it. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like to pick my own as well. That's why I mm-hmm. love going to farmer's market. I love meeting with the sprouts person mm-hmm. and, and the, the ones who make all of the different... Um, lettuces i like to taste the different like mustard lettuce and you know arugula and you know radicchio and all of the different types of lettuce so what what do you feel that um, people need to bring more into awareness consciously when it comes to uh food and how we associate ourselves with it on a spiritual level as well as a physical level
1: it's a journey i mean i've in, in my experience, I've always seen food as pleasure. I did have a connection with growing it because since I was a kid, I had a, a garden. And then when I was a little older, I think I must have been 17, I I was either going to become like a Ayurvedic um, masseuse, mm-hmm. that was like my obsession, or get into farming. and there was this program that was available in India, in the north of India, run by a woman called Vandana Shiva. I don't know if you know her. She's an amazing activist that people should look into. You all um, send me
0: her information because yeah, I love she activists. she is
1: the bomb. She's like fighting Monsanto like this, you know, she's amazing. And she works with women and in India and seed saving is her main thing. She has seed, um, how does she call them? seed somethings anyway she just saves seeds because monsanto is going in there and just destroying everything and it's just a big um, drama actually going on in india with farmers um so i at 17 i went to india and i and i spent three months in this farm volunteering and learning all about
0: where was it at
1: in deridun it's Uh, called uh the area and the school is called Beach or Bija Vidya You can, if you look for Vandana Shiva and her organization, you'll find it. And it's like a farm school. They nice. do amazing courses um, on spirituality as well. Uh, and they have local people from the Himalaya, Him, Himalayas yes. that come down and teach um, farming techniques and just it's beautiful. So I had that experience of that being sounds there. Amazing, <laughs> yeah.
0: So many tribal members right now who are on who are listening to this share are like. I want that information. I'm going now. Go,
1: go, definitely. I don't know if they still have the same program that I had, which was like a gap year program that I went to. I was only 17. So I was there. I went there on my own. I had been to India when I was 10 with my parents. So I had like a first, I already knew the country, but that really sparked something in me. And what was the question? I I forgot
0: the the question is based upon how you know how do we with food. yeah how do yeah what do you feel like the relationship right now oh, yeah. is with the food and yeah. you know both spiritually and physically
1: yeah so what i was saying is that i i always had this there was like the growing food and then the the eating food it was like for some reason it, they were in different departments in my mind i don't know why maybe it was more of an ethical thing than a health thing for me even though I grew up in a very like alternative community, never had antibiotics, never was vaccinated. I was the only kid in my school that wasn't vaccinated. And there was that awareness, but when it came to, and we didn't have any processed foods at home, any of that. But you know, when when you're ready, the information comes to you and I just wasn't ready to hear or to know until I became really sick.
0: Yeah, tell uh, me about that. Yeah.
1: So I became, I, at the age of like 15, 16, I started to not feel great because I was drinking a lot and smoking, and go- I was heavily partying at really at a really young age. And I really struggled in high school. I hated school in high school. was like I just wanted it to be over. Like I couldn't stand people telling me what to do. <laughs> like I'm just out. Like I hate this. You know.
0: I called it the prison.
1: Yeah, that's what it felt like waking up in the morning with this heavy thing in your heart, like oh my god, why? I remember saying, "Why do we, us kids, need to wait until we're adults to do what we want?" Like, what if I die tomorrow? You know, it just didn't make sense to me. So I started eating like emotionally. Um, Oops, sorry. I started eating emotionally. In during the breaks at school, I would go to this cafe, cafe and have huge baguettes of like bacon and cheese and coffee and. All the things. Um, and I was having a lot of chronic infections, urine infections, mm-hmm. candida, like yeast overgrowth, um, migraines. My my throat was always infected. I always had problems. Um,
0: Do you mean like thyroid? No uh, thyroid. Throat? It
1: was more like like the throat, like the, you oh, know, the, the glands. glands? You mean yeah, your they were nodes. always like yeah, your inflamed and I was always going back to my homeopath and taking the remedies and but then one day um after university I studied human rights at university in London and that was really intense and after I finished that I'm like okay I'm gonna come back home to Mallorca I met my then husband and I'm like I'm moving back to Mallorca and I got a job, whatever, just to pay rent. And this was like my first official job. And it was the worst because I was kind of lied to at the interview they told me i was going to be doing certain things and i ended up spending my whole time doing sales on the phone
0: mm, yeah
1: and which is like the first thing from i i wasn't good well, at well
0: you're it. scorpio right yeah yeah so scorpio female that's a big no-no <laughs> that's a no-no go-go zone it felt horrible <laughs>
1: and there is it was this magazine that i had to sell adverts for and at the end of the month before printing there was still so many spaces um that we needed to fill and my boss was like you know it was horrible so i got really sick in this at this job and i went to the hospital for the first time in my life i stepped into a hospital because my homeopath said i don't i don't really i think this is just stress and i think i said no this is something more so it turned out i had a full blown thyroid um condition
0: that's why i asked about your thyroid yeah
1: yeah so that's that's when i was i think maybe 22 or so and was um, it
0: Hashimoto's?
1: It was Graves' disease. Oh,
0: Graves.
1: And my name is Graves. Yeah. So, you know, it was a great grandfather or something of mine that discovered this illness. So it was just like, it was a bit mind-blowing. And, and my doctor loved me because, because of this anecdote that I was, you know, family of Graves. And anyway, I ended up diving into the medical system and just like kind of forgot about where I came from and 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 all the knowledge that my family and I had because I believed what they told me that this was just genetic and there was nothing I could do about it. Right. So and also my symptoms were really really strong so I needed something then and there and I started taking nine pills every night of uh, hormones. And that went on for a few years, actually maybe 4 or 5 years. And I kept asking but is there anything I can do? Like, is can food make a difference? Can this make a difference? They don't like, have
0: that education. No. They only study one year. I'm not even a year. Sorry, they only yeah. study one out. When well, I said one year, yeah, one that module would be a nice, or something. One module. Yeah, one module per um as in medical school on health and wellness. Yeah, and that's not enough to to be able to have. Uh, a strong aptitude for the knowledge that is necessary to really bring health and wellness to a, a fortified level of bringing no. homeostasis back to the body exactly. on that organic level.
1: And he could have said, you know, I don't know. I haven't studied this. I don't know. But he said, no, don't even try. It's, it's going to be a waste of time.
0: Isn't that annoying it is isn't that a, isn't that a <laughs> bit annoying? I mean, can we just talk about that for a moment? <laughs> I find it to be a bit annoying, oh you know, God. that you can make such a blanket statement, so mm. so so like with such a confidence and such an assurance, because you're a doctor, so you already know that the power is already in your hands mm-hmm. from the ears that are listening to you, and yet you would make such a statement as that you, would, with your knowledge, could really just decide to tell someone that something can't happen because you just don't believe in it so you choose to be arrogant and ignorant in the same tone without having any form of discovery mm-hmm. in your in in the way you you say like well from my experience i don't believe these things however i'm not the only experience that matters and you should look at all options for health and wellness to bring yourself back into harmony And don't just take my opinion, like, go ahead, do some discovery, draw some hypothesis, come to a conclusion. Let's see where that takes you. And I'm here to play my role as a doctor on my level of what I know. Why can't that conversation be like that versus no, don't do this. It doesn't
1: work. Yeah, I completely agree. And it it felt like I wasn't being her, like I couldn't even talk about it. He would be like, nope. This is not happening. We're not talking about this. And whenever I would bring up other like things that I had heard, he would say, be careful with those hippies. They don't know what they're talking about. And that kind of thing. Because what he wanted, <laughs> he wanted me to get my thyroid removed.
0: Oh no, not a Scorpio or... <laughs> woman. You don't You don't tell a Scorpio woman what to do. I'm a Scorpio male. and You don't tell me what to do. So you definitely don't tell a Scorpio woman because Scorpio woman is supposed to be uh... 10 times more powerful than a Scorpio man.
1: Mm. Yeah. So, but I, I, I kind of, I just felt impotent. Like at the time, I just wasn't ready. I, the, I wasn't open. Maybe, I don't know. I went to India and I tried Ayurveda for three weeks, thinking that was going to solve all my problems. And it didn't because I did it only for three weeks. And then I came back, you know. Um, but then, so after he, he was suggesting that I would do these treatments, either take it out. Or have radioa- radioactive therapy, which means... You take, That's even
0: worse. <laughs> yeah, you
1: take a pill and you have to be like in quarantine for like I don't know how long. Months. And I said, listen, that doesn't feel good to me. So I've changed doctors so many times because I get to this point where there's no longer a conversation to be had. You know.
0: Well, there is no conversation to be had in the beginning either. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I first um, found out that my kidneys were failed the doctor said to me, your life is going to suck from this point on. And I looked at him and I said, who are you to tell me what my life can be? Who are you to tell me my life can suck? Even when the doctor told me I was never going to walk again, I was like, who are you to tell me what I'm capable of? You could say as of the conclusive things that we see within our test, from our point of view, you're going to be in a wheelchair and this is how it's going to be. However, we are not the be all end all of all um, reasoning of health and understanding of regeneration. Who knows what your body's capable of? So what we'll say is, use whatever power and resource you have, and we we support and, and and put our energy that you'll be walking again one day. No, that's not the conversation. It's like you're not gonna be walking anymore. You're not gonna. You're you're gonna be on dialysis. Your life's gonna suck from this point on. And I just like I remember telling my sister, I was like, every when she wants to give me a kidney transplant every single meeting she went in they're like you know you have the capability to die i mean you could die in surgery while giving your brother a kidney are you sure you want to move forward with it it's like who every she and then one time she just got so fed up i was with her and she's like i know i can die can we move forward and this was like after the most eighth or ninth interview she's still being told she can die and they're like well we have to look at all precautions and she's like no you're only looking at protecting yourself exactly it's not that you're really looking out for me. If you're looking out for me, you tell me how wonderful it is that I'm giving my brother a kidney so he can go out in the world and help more people mm. and support more people and love more people. My, and, and how wonderful and what a, what, a, what a hero I am and how great I am and how gracious I am. And you know what, what a gr- wonderful, a sacrifice and gift I'm, I'm making a selfless act that I'm doing. And then, I, and, then, and then run my test from there. Not every time you're about to start my test, it's, you know, you can die. It's really unfortunate. So go on, please tell me more. Yeah. I want to dive deeper into so, you. Oh my god,
1: uh, this just reminded me of another situation where with these infections that I had in my vagina.
0: Mm-hmm. The <laughs> ha- power.
1: Yeah, I was having them like every month or every two months, and I was then putting this kind of thing up my vagina to help with it, and then take antibiotics. And I was like, one day I just said, "Is, is this normal? Is there anything I can do to stop it?" And she said. This is like, just like getting a cold. Like it's normal. Don't worry about it. That's what she said to me. (laughs) I was like, that can't be right. (laughs) No?
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, I'm I'm dead. (laughs) I'm dead. I'm alive, but I'm dead at the same time. I'm (laughs) dead in the lab. Seriously, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. What? Like getting a cold?
1: She said it's normal. It's like your immune system might have gone down and then you got this. It's no big deal. Just take this and you'll be fine, you know?
0: wow so talk about we need to upgrade in our medical system yes very and we unfortunate. can we
1: also have to take responsibility for our own health like we can't just go into a medical doctor's consult or whatever and, and and pretend that they're gonna cure us and solve our problems like in my experience you have to be saying doing your own research and lo- saying about this and can you please check these levels on me i can you this and like you if you don't they, they're not going to make the effort for you. You know, they have a lot of patients, they have their own problems, their own life. And you have to be like, I became my own doctor, you know? I became obsessed. I was always carrying around my stack of um, blood uh, work results and like just trying to figure out why do I have this? And no one was able to tell me why I had this. And because the thyroid is you know, an organ that I didn't know much about and I still don't know much about. It was really hard for me to understand how it worked and, and what exactly it did and why why it was attacking itself like they were telling telling me. So it it took it took me to be really fed up, really, really fed up to really ask myself, you know, like I need to do something about this, like I'm done. So the, there was just one day that I looked up on Google. Like, it didn't even occur to me in like six or five years to look up on Google how, how to heal thyroid naturally. Like it didn't even come to my mind.
0: Because it's not programmed. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not you know, the old uh, age of uh, family home remedies and so forth that were passed down through lineage and lineages was lost. Yeah. Um, and people started putting, turning doctors into gods. And the idea of looking up anything was considered, uh, crazy, you know, like you're, you think you're taking the power into your own hands. I mean, think of the story of Lorenzo's oil, you know, whose parents, you know, um, were told that their son wasn't going to get better and Lorenzo Odone, you know, was going to die, um, and from this really horrible neurological disease and his mom and dad were like every doctor was like i'm sorry but you know it's just the way it is and his parents were like no and his parents went to libraries and started reading and looking and reading and reading and diving in every area they could and they discovered a way to keep their son prolonged in life through this oil which became Lorenzo's oil. And it actually saved the lives of so, because when you take it early, it, it saved the lives of so many um, kids. And to this day, you know, Lorenzo's mm-hmm. oil, they even made a movie on it called Lorenzo's oil. And it's, a, it's really- um, Does it
1: have another, another name, Lorenzo's oil? Because it, it really, re- like, I feel like I've heard this name before, but in a different way.
0: Yeah, it's, it's called, no, it's called Lorenzo's oil, yeah. but the name of the kid um, was Lorenzo Odon.
1: Okay, and do you know what the oil is like? What plant it comes from?
0: You know, that's a good Maybe question. Could I can look, look that up. up. Um, let's see. What does it come from? It's a. I think it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a mixture of several different types of oils. Okay. That was helping um, the oil. Okay, it's called the oil is iruic acid. Yeah. Um, proved successful in normalizing the accumulation of very long chain fatty acids in the brain that have been causing their son's steady decline in the myelin sheath, um, the lipid insulator, which is what was causing the, um, the illness, okay. uh, the neurological illness. And kids were dying all over the world from this, you know? And they discovered the oil that the body needs in order to replace that. And therefore create and prolong life and save wow. lives and save kids from actually having their body shut down because their myelin is coming, you know, undone. And mm-hmm. so now their, their brain can't communicate to their body to breathe, to function, you know, and so forth. And these kids would like, you know, spit would come down their mouth, like even saliva, any saliva or anything that would fall down their throat they could die from it, oh you know. God. So it was really intense. And I, I there's a lot of cases like that that I see, you know, in people I mean, even one of my girlfriends, uh, she has, um, you know, thyroid uh, had thyroid problems, and uh, let me had just in case she's listening to today's share, uh, had thyroid problems, and you know, she decided to do her own research and so forth, and found out that it was carotenoids that actually support thyroid. So she started eating a lot of carotenoids and changing her diet, and realized that carotenoids come from vegetables, mm-hmm. and so forth, and she healed herself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So tell me what. So tell me what happened. Tell me what you did. So
1: yeah, I just I googled that and um, it was quite scary, to be honest, because I didn't know what I was doing, and, but I just quickly like I I feel like one of my like superpowers is I'm able to find the exact information that I need, and I'm really good at um, like identifying the bullshit from the real stuff. Um, so I just quickly found what I needed to find and at that time that was raw foods right it was the raw food movement especially fruits and I didn't even think about it too much you know I just it resonated I watched videos for maybe a few hours and that was enough for me to make a big decision that I was going to Everything. And I didn't even have to think about it twice. Like, I knew, I knew that this, this is it, you know? And a few years prior to this, I had quit drinking alcohol. So I feel like my path to healing and to returning back to myself had already started a few years back. Um, But this was, I knew it was going to be a big deal because going on a diet or eating this way can be so radical and can cause so many confrontations with family and friends you know so much has to change in your reality if you're going to be eating so, so differently to everyone else you know but yeah but for me it was like life or death i'm not saying i i i, I might have died but it did feel to me like like i just couldn't live in this body anymore It it didn't feel joyful. Well, that is a
0: form of death though, you know, to yourself, if you can't live the way you want to live.
1: And I refused to think that my body was attacking itself and that was letting me down, you know? So when I found this information, I'm like, I'm going to give it a, a good try. And I found a few people online, but then I found this woman called Chris Carr. She healed from cancer and her story is amazing. She has this book called Crazy Sexy Diet. And at first when I read the title, I'm like, I'm not sure it appeals to me, but I'm like, okay, I heard so many good things that instead of buying the book, I bought the ebook because I thought then I can read it like right now. So I got the ebook and I read the whole thing that same day and that was it. Before my husband at the time came home, our, our house was a different place. Like I just put everything that was in the fridge in the garbage. And everything that was in the uh, pantry as well. Like, I was like going through her list and like of what she was saying, and there was nothing in my fridge that I could eat. And so, when my ex husband came back home, he was like, What's going on? And I said, I'm doing this, you know, I'm changing everything, and you can do this with me or I can do it on my own. Um, But I'm doing this. So, for the first maybe two weeks i was eating the same single thing at every meal because i just i didn't know i was such a such a huge fan of cooking and i was always cooking suddenly everything that i knew was gone
0: right so you didn't have that you didn't know how to create variations of it you were just like let me stick to that
1: i would find recipes online and like stick to the same thing and one day uh, my ex-husband said can we please like have something else because this is good but like it's getting a little bit boring so that inspired me to get creative um
0: I love
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, I was the one cooking. Does, does you know? He know
0: you're a Scorpio? Yeah. Because Scorpios, we can go into something and stay with it for a very long time. Totally. We don't get totally. bored. I we was like, like this food. That's like the best thing yeah, ever. Totally. That's what happened when I when I got into like that's why it's so easy for me to be an omater yeah. to eat one meal a day. I was like, yeah. how do you do it? Like, well, I'm a Scorpio, so I like routine. So I can't just Isn't it stay because with it's it. a
1: fixed sign? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, because
0: we're fixed and we have we what we what we can do is we can stay on something uh-huh. and we learn from it so we can stay on it so it doesn't get oh and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it'll change. Uh, so we're we're the biggest hypocrites. We'll be like
1: Yeah. Totally. you
0: know we're like yeah. on it we're on it one day <laughs> and we're just like yeah and we're doing it for like six months and then all of a sudden we're like i'll never eat popcorn ever again i'll never mm-hmm. eat it again can you believe that people who eat those popcorn you know what this is and did it and then all of a sudden one day we were eating a box of popcorn yeah, because we, that, that was we already want on that journey yeah mm-hmm. and that's what makes us dive deep into the um that's why they say scorpio is a sign that dives deep into the mysteries of life beyond mm-hmm. the comfortability of what people find comfortable yeah. we are the we, we, we live in the world of unknown. We seek beyond people's restrictions. If someone creates a rule or a restriction, we're like, ugh. Yep. We're like, what rule or restriction? You're not going to tell me that I can and cannot do something. And then we go under, we, go, we dive into it. We're like, oh, let's see how far we can go down here. Oh, this ocean's really deep. Let's keep going. What's what's about what's that thing over there? Let's go over there. Right. So that makes though well, your husband probably was having a moment.
1: He was like, he thought this was gonna be like a two week thing or something, you know. He didn't know what was coming. And I just got more and more into it. Like but I, <laughs> I love loved it. it. It didn't feel restrictive of or anything. Not. I was so in love with like I rediscovered food basically. That relationship you were talking about, your ex-girlfriend or your friend with the orange, that's exactly what happened to me. I was like, this is amazing. I called my mom one day saying, mom, I just had the best broccoli of my life and it's just broccoli. There's nothing to it, not even salt or anything. I just steamed it and it's the best broccoli I've had and it's from this farm. You should get it. And she's like, I think you're exaggerating. Like, it's just broccoli. I'm like, no, I promise you, you know, you develop... When you start cutting down on shit food, you develop um, a more an appreciation for taste even more.
0: So, it's true. My niece said that you know yeah. when she first came on as my manager, she you know was eating a very different way than how I eat. And when we went to Miami on tour, I took her to all the amazing um, raw food restaurants and vegan restaurants and she's like I can't believe how good this food tastes. And so I kept her she kept on that for a while and now she says she can taste like food that is not that is poor quality. She can tell the difference between a good tomato that's coming right from the farm or a tomato that's just you know just taken not from a farm but from like mm-hmm. a grocery store. She yeah. can tell the difference. Yeah. So it's so true what you're saying.
1: Yeah. So
0: yeah, so you so you you started yeah, eating. Yeah, so
1: I just I dove into this and my energy levels just went through the roof. I remember even physically I've never the 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 exercise thing is is a thing for me like I'm still trying to figure that out. And I'm talking to your friend Jordan actually quite often. Oh yeah? Yeah, and he's helping me with my mindset around exercise yeah he's he's amazing um
0: he helped me with my he helped me so i found
1: him through your podcast that's how i found him yeah he was on the
0: podcast and he he heard me um speak out alternatives in london when i was there and then we became friends and then he told me what he did and then he started talking to me and it and then he started inspiring me and then i went and got a trainer and got to the gym and then i got an omad and then i went from like 200 and it was like 59 pounds to where i am now which is now 215 That's in amazing. a month and a half Wow! yeah and it's been it's it, it's all because of the way he has gotten my mind and my brain to look at things
1: i just love him i feel like like he could be a brother or like family to me. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but
0: you feel that, right?
1: So strongly, and yeah. we talk via voice messages, and it's just like medicine whenever I hear him. So what? Oh, I love I was that. Saying, I yeah. love
0: that. I love how I love our tribe. I, I love know, our it's family. Amazing.
1: It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> so, so I remember hearing that a lot of the, like, if if we're not flexible there's a lot of toxicity in the body. And that when you start eating in a way that is really alkaline, that, you know, you might experience a lot, of, a lot more flexibility. And I remember one night before bed, I'm, I, I always stretch before bed. And there was this one night...
0: I need to do that. You're, now you just inspire me. I need yeah, to stretch before bed.
1: I just can't sleep otherwise. And I have a foam roll and I roll my, my whole back and it, it cracks and it's the best release before mm, bed.
0: Stretching before bed, I'm yeah. adding that to my my night routine.
1: Yeah,
0: before I do before I do my uh, my inventory. Mm-hmm.
1: So I was doing that. I was just doing a forward bend, um, standing up, and I was there was no end. Like I I could go further and further. I would d- um, breathe in, and in my exhale, I would go further, and I was like, oh my god! I'm like jelly like I had never experienced anything like that before like this is true there is so much um, toxicity in the body and when you start getting rid of all of that we become so flexible like kids like children you know and then also one day I woke up during this process the first like month or two I was having like I was tripping a little bit sometimes I would be talking to my father and his face was like multiplying and I was like Having a bit like, I think it was a detox. Um, it was just a very crazy experience. But one morning I woke up at eight in the morning with so much energy that I went out running. And I've never done that before in my life. Maybe it was before 8 a.m. and it was summertime. And I run, ran down to the beach in Deya, where, where I lived um, here on the island and i remember writing on my phone how i was feeling because i had never felt so good in my entire life and i posted that on instagram and then i ran back up that like long hill i ran up i had never run before in my life i'm like what is this like there's no limits mm. and i remember getting to the village must have been then like 8:30 or 9 and i met um some old friends of mine like from childhood and it was such a huge contrast because I was coming from a run feeling super high on life and they were going to um, buy coke to get high on coke mm. and they had been awake all night so not that I did coke in the past but I was in that energy field mm-hmm. you know, of going out and seeing that was such like a huge thing for me to to see you know how far I've come and how amazing life can be you know so that even pushed me further to say you know i i'm never going to give up how good this feels
0: absolutely yeah you you mentioned something in one of your writings that not being sick doesn't mean you are are healthy mm. can you explain that
1: that's exactly what i'm talking about now yeah that We have forgotten what it feels to feel good, I think. We just think it's normal to have pain here or a little bit of a sore throat or have a headache or be tired. I honestly didn't know this until I experienced it in my own body, how good we're meant to feel. Like it's insane.
0: Amazing, and you also mentioned on on healing, don't overcomplicate your diet.
1: Mm.
0: Can you explain that? Oh my
1: God, I just I get so many messages from people asking me what they should eat, you know, and I really can't give an answer to that because I'm still trying to figure that out for myself. Because since when I went raw vegan, oh, I, I didn't mention that after three months of going raw. I healed my thyroid completely, right? So I went back to the doctor. He said, this is a miracle. This is a miracle remission. Doesn't have anything to do with, with what you're doing. It's just a miracle. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I felt I just, I stopped taking medication. And then it's been a journey from there because then a lot of emotional and, and um, personal traumatic things happened that threw me out of balance again. But I did have that experience. So that was really powerful. And I encourage people to investigate in the healing power of food because it is a real thing.
0: I think it's important. I was yeah. in um, in Sweden uh, when I was living in Stockholm, and I met this woman, amazing woman. I was at a raw food restaurant, and I was talking to my friend about raw food because he's not he he's um, getting more into the raw food. He mm-hmm. wasn't a big raw food person. He was like going back and forth and. You know, one day he's vegan, next day he's eating meat, you know, this kind of thing. And so this woman was there and I'm I'm a very, I'm a very, um, how do you say, socially personable person. That means that like, if you're out in a restaurant, whatever, and your kids are playing, I will talk to them. I'll talk to you. If you're sitting next to me at my table, I introduce myself. If you're on an airplane, I introduce myself to you. I'm very talkative to everybody in, in the world. So I started talking to her, and she's telling me about, you know how her, you know her. She had a really bad sickness in her body. She had thyroid disease. She had cancer. Um, she had all of these things, and she decided to become um, to go raw, and she healed herself. And then she had two girls, and one of her girls um, got lupus, mm-hmm. and uh, her other girl um, got uh, I forget was it uh, Crohn's disease, mm-hmm. and she. Uh, both put them on a raw raw food Mm -hmm. and they both got healed Mm -hmm. Uh, one girl's hair started falling out as well you know Um, and same thing raw food hair stopped falling out i learned a lot from that conversation Mm -hmm. and not just the fact that i saw her two girls playing and being happy and stuff in it really brought tears to my eyes that i actually became friends with her and you know we're facebook friends and you know send Mm -hmm. messages from time to time and you know she's a beautiful beautiful person and i literally found in life that you know eating raw food being vegan it's not just about the fact that you don't want to just you know uh, take a life of an animal or the horrible things that they're doing to animals in that in this industry. It's about also honoring your body because your body is a living organic uh, being. And when you eat raw food, there's something about it. Like when I eat raw food, like being here in Mallorca has been very challenging for me. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend, Mike, who was also on the panel, on the um, on the mental health panel that I spoke on. And he's, he's also a vegan and it was very, he was hunting, uh, he was on this site called, (laughs) uh, yeah, hunting, basically looking for a raw food restaurant, Mm -hmm. you know, it was very challenging to find one here in Mallorca and he was having the same challenges that I was like, what do we eat on this menu? Everything is, is, is out of the ocean and which I don't trust and everything is meat which I don't trust. And so how can I get what I need, my source of food? I'm on OMAD, I eat one meal a day. And literally, I literally had to um, find ways to regulate my my diet. Like I was on, I had to go one day, I went from OMAD, two days I went on intermittent fasting, um, then one day fasting and then OMAD again, because, literally my body was like, I'm not getting enough nutrients with this food that's that's being given to mm-hmm. me. So I had to eat double the amount of salad, double the amount of vegetables and so forth. And so that's been helping. It's really true what you say and what you're saying. And the reason why I say it is because when you say it, I get this spark that lights up inside of me. That's just like, isn't it beautiful that she's saying that? And I'm like, yes, I, I affirm and confirm that. And I love your, excuse me, I love... Um, you, you know I love what the things that you do the food that you make you know your your instagram page <laughs> let it be cozy is really wonderful I mean the colors Thank are you. basically I love it and I love this one with the avocados mm. and I love all of these um these images and so forth that you have because I think I think you being radical in who you are is necessary and I don't and I think that no that you at any given time you should never, feel like that's too much because we need leaders like you who are saying love the farmers who are saying you know this is i healed myself from thyroid by choosing the way i i eat and food really is medicine and and so therefore when we really look at health and wellness, you know, I always tell people well, health and wellness is a, is a combination of both the way you speak to yourself, the people you surround yourself with, the environment that you're in, uh, how much technology you expose yourself to, how much nature you expect you connect with and what you put in your mouth, what you're eating, what you're listening to and what you're visually seeing. You know, it's really important. Do you have any kind of um, recipes or anything that how could people... How could, do you want to share one? Is there anything you want to share with us? Any kind of projects you're working on that people can get involved with, what you're doing? Please tell yeah. us.
1: Before I get into that, it's just something I need to say with what you just said Yeah, is that we have to understand that food is an amazing um, tool. And I mean, it's nourishment. We need it, but it's uh, for healing. It's, it's, it's great. But in my experience, I found that it's not the only thing right? Like you were saying, it's the environment, it's how you talk to yourself. is, And I am now sick again, right? My thyroid is, is, is imbalanced again. And this is because I've gone through a lot of stress. I have spent a lot of time on my phone, worrying about um, financial um, thoughts. Uh, I've been very lonely. I haven't had the one-to-one like physical contact with with humans. Uh So many things that after going through a divorce and like kind of going into my own cave and grieving and um I'm now kind of looking at the situation again and seeing is is raw food um my path right now? Is it something else? Am I like what I'm finding is that when I changed my diet, my why was so huge. I think for people to make a big change, they have to have a really strong why. Otherwise, they're not going to stick to it because there's so many moments when it's tough, like when you're traveling, when you have family bullying you or friends like making fun of you. That's the hardest part. So if you're not like 100% in it, it's going to be difficult. Um, And I also, as I was driving here, I was reflecting on the fact that when I changed my diet, Yes, I was sick, but everything else in my life felt very stable. I was married, so I felt very safe. There was financial stability. Um, My relationship with my family, everything was just okay. So I had a safe container and I had the space and time to really dive deep into my healing, right? And right now, I feel like. My root chakra needs some work, right? Because I'm in like survival mode. I'm not sleeping properly. I'm having a hard time in committing to again getting back on the healing because I am worrying about money, work, moving. How I'm going to be moving house in a few weeks? Where am I going to go? What am I going to do with this? Like, I feel like it's really important if one is able to to create the container where they're you know they can really relax because relaxing is so important as well. I found that um, at one point I was obsessing again about information and trying to find the answer again. And um, I decided I'm going to go on a juice fast for 30 days. Like this is going to heal everything. And and it turned out that the same day I decided this, I had um, a, uh, I had to go see my therapist. And she's like, I don't think you should go on a juice fast. I think you should go on a book fast because you are consuming so much information. You have to stop and relax, like just breathe and relax and look within, like stop looking for the answers outside of you.
0: I mean, that's a Scorpio thing. You know, we, we, we tend to become workaholics and we tend to seek outside and we have to take time to become a hermit. So the Scorpio thing is becoming the hermit and the Magi, right? And, um, I'm glad that thank you for being so transparent like mm-hmm. this with everyone in the tribe because that's really important. And so I, I do want to look at some things with you since mm-hmm. we have you here. Mm-hmm. And it's also good for the tribe as well. Um, but I also want to say, too, is that as to what you were saying, yeah, health and wellness isn't just about what you eat. And a lot of people have this idea that they think it is, you know, and they think it's about what you eat and then you do yoga and everything's good and swell, but it's not, it's really about your environment. It's about what kind of things are showing up mentally for you, how you're reacting to things emotionally and what type of people you're surrounding yourself with. Because if you have toxic people around you, those toxins are, um, those echoes of those toxins are seeping into your being. And so therefore it's really important to be mindful that the people around you are operating from what we call, um, uh, um, optimum health perspective that means that that when you're around them you feel empowered and filled into not drained and um and you know you pulled away from your own energy even more yeah what i want to do is i want you to ask your shadow i want you to say shadow why am i having money problems
1: shadow why am i having money problems
0: what do you hear what did it say to you Nothing. Okay. Say, uh, Shadow, why don't I listen to you?
1: Shadow, why don't I listen to you? Because I'm scared.
0: Say, I heard you. I heard you. Tell me more.
1: Tell me more. I can't hear. I think I went to tense right now.
0: Say, I heard you. I'm scared.
1: I heard you. I'm scared. Tell me more. Tell me more. What did it say? I'm not sure if it's what I heard or what I'm thinking.
0: it'll, it'll Whenever you're in conversation, you're not thinking anymore. Mm -hmm. Whenever you, and this is something I want everyone to hear at home, whenever you're in conversation with spirits or anything, your ancestors or whatever, when you are directing a conversation in that moment, whatever you're hearing is exactly what needs to come through. So there's no thinking anymore. It's the, you're in communications. What did it say?
1: What I heard is I don't trust myself
0: right exactly and say i heard you i heard you and the reason why we say i heard you is that you're building a relationship Mm -hmm. of respect which Mm -hmm. is because this spirit is non is not in a physical form or none of the spirits are when you hear them or feel something you should always say i felt that or i heard that okay right like one time i was walking down a hallway and i heard a spirit call my name and it was like derek you know i was like i heard you tell them are you okay and it's like you could you you you're acknowledging me and i said yes and she's like i really need your help and i was like okay you know where some people will hear and go oh my god you just called my name and run right because they're just constantly reacting with fear (laughs) or and some people will ask their spirit guides to speak to them and they hear nothing but they may not be tuned to hearing they have they might be tuned to feeling so they have to say You know, if they don't hear something, send me a physical sensation. And if they even get a scratch, say, I felt that. Now send me another one that I can feel. And then they get, oh, a heat sensation. So it's always about not just dismissing it. It's always realizing Mm -hmm. that on their end, they're never blocking you. On Mm -hmm. their end, they're always in communication, Mm -hmm. be it through emotions, through feelings, through signs, and and through talking to you. It's on our side. It's always on our side. I'm going to do a podcast about that. Mm -hmm. So like going back to her saying, um, okay, and say you, so say, I heard you.
1: I heard you. Tell me more. Tell me more.
0: And what did it say? Say, um, I'm in communication with you.
1: I'm in communication with you.
0: And I'm going to respect you now.
1: And I'm going to respect you now.
0: The same way I respect humans.
1: The same way I respect humans.
0: I'm going to honor the sacred right.
1: I'm going to honor the sacred right.
0: Of Talmuntu.
1: Of Talmuntu.
0: Talmuntu means as you respect the living, you also must respect those that are not seen. Mm -hmm. With the same kind of respect. If you see, I'm talking to you right now. You see how you're nodding your head and you're looking at me. Okay. That's because you see me and you see my mouth talking and you hear sound. Yeah. right well the difference is they don't have a body but they're talking to you so when you ask they're going to respond to you so you just need to listen right and if you're like searching for it that means you're not that means that you're if i was talking to you you're searching for what i'm saying you're not going to be present right so ask is it true what shaman Durk is saying shadow
1: is it true what shaman Durk is saying shadow
0: you see yeah. how it responded yeah Say, I heard you. I heard you. (laughs) Yeah. So let's get back to the conversation. Say, what else am I doing that's blocking me from having a flow of prosperity?
1: What else am I doing that's blocking my flow of prosperity? Shadow. Shadow.
0: What did it say to you?
1: I just see like white
0: say i i saw that i saw that show me more
1: show me more it's coming up as i'm not taking care of myself
0: yeah so what i so what the shadow told me while while i was talking to you it says that you're being hard on yourself and you are having this kind of like what the fuck attitude like i don't give a shit attitude and that i don't give a shit attitude is blocking the the spirits that that um that connect to prosperity that bring in the flow so it's like you're taking a stubborn position and you see when i said that how you just crossed your arms (laughs) <laughs> right body language is so important you know in shamanism we study animals and to learn about what they're going to do like when a mm-hmm. snake is going to strike when when a when a, when a dog is going to bite you know any of these types of things right you can see even when like when you're in the jungle and you look at a monkey you can tell if the monkey is going to throw something at you just by the way it's looking at you and its body's positioned right yeah so sometimes when i would be going up the vines in the to get to the waterfalls and go swimming and stuff these monkeys would you know these howler monkeys would be following me and they're, they're positioning themselves. And my friend one time was with me and she's like, oh my God, is the monkey and to throw Something I'm like, no, the monkey's just watching us now. And then we were coming back down and I was like, okay, now we need to step back. The mm-hmm. monkey's definitely going to throw mm-hmm. something at us because mm-hmm. his body's positioned a yeah. certain way, right? Yeah. Body language is everything. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so i want you to ask the shadow say shadow why am i not what what thing am i supposed to do that's fun that's going to bring prosperity to me what is what is the what is the the the, the playful childlike activity that i'm supposed to do that will open the door to prosperity ask the shadow it just
1: came to me not even asking mm-hmm. i can ask
0: go ahead what'd you get
1: i get i play music
0: yeah that's exactly what i got too that's right. And so what with these, so in shamanism, we have these things called keys, right? And a key unlocks a door. And so like some people don't even realize, like for me, when I play with toys and so forth, yeah. like with my action figures, yeah. or if I play video games, or if I paint or draw or sculpt or do anything like that, um, amazing opportunities always show up and prosperity just keeps flowing into the bank account. Right. The moment I stop being a kid and playing. I noticed that I, I start making it all about work and, and so forth. It, it goes, it slows down, it slows down, it slows down, it slows down, it slows down and so forth, right? And so most people don't understand that. That flow of energy is really connected to the, the energy of of our emotions, our connection, our, our playfulness, right? Our God self, which is a child, a wise child, a very powerful child. Mm-hmm. So say shadow, if I play music, is that gonna open the doorways to prosperity for me
1: shadow if i play music is that going to open the doors to to prosperity for me
0: and what did it say
1: i get more of a feeling of excitement
0: Then this your answer say i heard i got your i i I felt you i felt you so remember it will communicate through visual so which is which is um you know visual Mm -hmm. audio Mm -hmm. or kinesthetic i call it avk Okay. audio visual kinesthetic right mm-hmm. that's how spirits will communicate to you because it's the senses that you have available then your, your secondary senses are smell and taste mm-hmm. right and okay. so they'll communicate through through those as well so mm-hmm. if they need to whatever way they can get in they're going to get in to communicate one time i was walking through a situation i was at a friend's place in san diego And the spirit wanted to get my attention. I smelt the smell of cigarette smoke. And I was like, oh my God, who smokes in here? This is a lot of cigarette smoke. And it's a cigar type smell. And uh, my friend who owns the building, he's like, no, no, no one smokes in my office. No smoke, no one smokes cigar. And I'm like, uh, and it's like a two-story building. And I was like, what's downstairs? And they're like, oh, we haven't got into that space yet. And I go, oh, because it's coming from downstairs. So I went downstairs and there was a spirit down there smoking a cigar. I was like, I knew I'd get your attention. And it's like, I can't find my way to the light. I need your help. And I was like, okay. And then they were like, who are you talking to? I was like, I'm talking to this man. He's smoking (laughs) a cigar. And he did that to bring the smell because I wasn't listening or hearing Mm because you both were talking to me at the Mm -hmm. same time. So my senses were being utilized, Mm -hmm. but the one that wasn't being utilized was my smell. Mm -hmm. And so 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 he lit up a cigarette in the spirit world and made me smell the smoke <laughs> yeah so we have really strong senses so yeah mm. exactly so you felt that fluttering in your heart and that's really what it that's really letting the spirit letting you know and i encourage you my love to you know to um, continue this shamanic work that we're doing right now which is really starting a conversation so Instead of reading books and gaining knowledge and making this amazing food, I wish I could eat at your dinner table <laughs> because it's pure heaven. I see, uh, you know, um, and educating us as a food activist, right, is also uh, taking that time alone to be the hermit and connect with the shadow, which is really because a lot of times people are like, "You're what?" I'm talking to a shadow. It's the light of your being that holds on to the things that you don't want to take responsibility for, which means show up, respond Mm -hmm. with love, that you're not responding with love with. So it takes all of that on and holds it in the light, which turns it into shadow form. So your shadow is there to give you the answers to every problem, every situation, tell you, you know, basically your shadow is the best guide that works with your guides to assist you in having the most amazing life ever. And meeting like your twin flame to you name it. Your shadow knows it's how. It's interesting
1: because I feel like all of this, I, I I feel like I actually talk to my shadow, maybe not out loud, but I know all of these things. I'm just not doing them. Right. You know?
0: The thing is, you're not doing it. Say shadow, why am I not doing it?
1: Shadow, why am I not doing it? What did it say? I'm scared. I'm, I'm kind of, re- I, I think I'm just resisting
0: don't talk over the shadow it said you're scared <laughs> say shadow what am i scared of what am I what, scared that i'm scared of? i not doing it and that say I'm... always say shadow shadow so whenever you say what it is you're talking to you create a direct energy line right and so people don't realize that like if you're talking to angel say angel if you're talking to a fairy fairy if you're talking mm-hmm. to your ancestor ancestor you're talking to your mom or dad mom or dad anyone who's on the other side you're talking to a tree tree because that way your current of energy goes right into it and the communication lines are open when you're just doing all willy-nilly and you're not really directing the current the currents all over and you might be talking to another being who's like oh she doesn't even know how to direct her currents that's how <laughs> unevolved this one is let's go ahead and make pretend that we're her guide and come in and be like oh yeah you know i mean i've heard a lot of People, even um, this religious guy, he was going on this whole crusade to take down gay people, and uh, in Uganda, you know, all these people were getting murdered because of this one priest in in America mm-hmm. who said he had this, he was, and he was in prayer, and this this voice spoke to him and said that, it, and he thought it was God. Told him to that he has to, you know, get rid of gay, gay and, and gay, lesbian, and transgender community, and so he started showing, you know, doing all these very elaborate things to do so. Until he got to Ghana, and then the people just went in an uproar after he showed them some sex tapes of what happens when they have, you know, sex, and it became this big outcry in people and some in the wow. president, Ugandan president. Thanks to, you know, um, our president at the time, which was um, uh, Obama was like, hey, you know, this has these things have to stop. So he put a lot of them in prison and some of them are still in prison. Mm-hmm. And so there's just this really disconnect that people don't have of discerning how you talk to spirit. If you're praying, if you're meditating, if you're a transmedium, if you're a channeler, do your due diligence and align your currents and then interrogate, like interrogate with love. So um, ask the shadow. Say, Shadow, why am I not doing this if I really know it?
1: Shadow, why am I not doing this if I really know it?
0: Did you hear what it said?
1: <laughs> I already knew this, <laughs> yeah. What did it say? That I'm just scared of my own power of, of having to having to be the who it takes. I don't know how to explain it.
0: So you want to see what the Shadow told me? The shadow told me that you are angry at the idea that you have to be the person who supports your needs and that you don't want to be the one. You want someone to come in and play that role for you. And you don't want to step into that role for yourself. And so therefore, you're sabotaging and creating all types of resistances to limit yourself that so you stay keeping yourself cooking and making food and entertaining and kind of living this very um you know wonderful life you know but without giving yourself this true foundation that you need because you've associated this idea of it being hard and so you've told yourself that it has to be hard and see how you're swallowing and this is causing a blockage in your thyroid it's not a really bad bad situation they uh, the shadow said but the shadow said that your your thyroid is having some irritation and the levels are low because of the fact that you are not honoring your power and this your throat is your power center right it's your it's the part of your your being is your vishuddha it's your your ability to to speak to communicate your will into the world right it's your place of will so whenever people like are having conversations and they're touching their throat whatever because it means that you have they have an uncomfortableness with the with what you're talking about Right. So, every time someone does that, I'm like, if you're, I tell a lot of my CEOs, if you're in business or you're on a board table and all of a sudden you're talking about a new idea or whatever, and so, or some of your employees are rubbing their neck, be like, do you have a problem with this that we're talking about? Share, <laughs> you know, and they, they're like, it works, Dirk, it works, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you'd be surprised. You might talk to someone, they start playing with their neck chain or touching the back of their neck or touching their neck collar. It's because they have a problem with the power of that energy or whatever it is you're talking about. They have an issue with it. This is the power center, the voice. The speaking, mm-hmm. the singing, music, mm-hmm. all of that, mm-hmm. right? Heals that. That's why you should be playing music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so now we know, right? As I used to say yeah. when I love my G.I. My Joe collection when I was a kid, knowing is half the battle. Mm-hmm. So you, you've got this. You can do this.
1: <laughs> totally, I know.
0: It's a restructuring of your belief system, which is based in the idea that one, like the shadow said, you have believed that it has to be hard. Yeah. And two, if you don't want to be that woman who has to go out there and do that, then call in your mate, choose a, choose a direction, right? Choose a direction, either choose the direction of, I don't have what I need, man, or because you don't want to step in that place or step in that place and let that be the direction or Mm -hmm. call in your other direction, which is, uh, I call in a mate to hold that position. And let me tell you something, women, there's, I have friends who, I've helped them choose that direction. And if that's the direction you want to just be a woman, a mother, a person who does your things or not a mother, or just a person who does focus on your creativity and has a man who comes in and hasn't already all set up, you can choose that you are a walking, living quantum creator. You get to choose your life as you want it. So
1: I love that. And I already had that experience of having someone who is supporting me
0: different in, in the context. Cause I read your files and having that experience of someone supporting you who's on your level of communication and Mm -hmm. intimacy versus having to fish out of them information and feel like every day you're in a relationship with them, you've gone fishing. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to be a fisherman or a fisher lady. That's not fun, you know. Intimacy and uh, affection is a huge thing, you know, and conversation is huge for you. So when you you can call in that mate, just make sure this time you call in someone who's actually present on that level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, how the hell did he get in there?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I've come to to do this work to. Be able to support myself. And that's why it's so challenging for me because it's that's yeah. what I feel.
0: I believe you. I'll believe you at the percentage that you believe it. So I'll believe it at 75%. Okay. 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 I do believe you, you believe that. And I believe that you are doing that. Yeah. However, I believe that there is an aspect of your belief system about what does that mean on the mundane level that you have not come into terms with, the world of the matrix, the place where you have to bring these ideas into fruition and sustain them with your power. A lot of people look at outside factors as the key element of what blocks them from sustainability of whatever it is they're doing. They don't understand that the true factor of sustainability comes from within. Yeah, awesome. But then, you know, I'm glad everything that you do as far as food (laughs) activists, the food you make, the recipes you have, everyone, you got to check out, you got to check out her, um, her Instagram page and everything that she's doing website. You also have a one called cozy gatherings.
1: Yeah. That's something I started doing last year in my house. I just had this craving for cooking for people like in real life. Like I was doing these recipes online I'm like, I want people to come here and I want to feed them. Um, and I did that and it was beautiful. And now I'm moving house, so it's not going to be happening in my house. It might take a different form. Um, but I think I'm,
0: it'd be great. You know, what I used to do is um, when I lived in LA, I created this thing called Soul Family Dinner. And I got together with my friend, a friend of mine named Abby and my other friend, Mandy, and uh, a couple other friends. And we created this thing called Soul Family Dinner. And we did it because we wanted to be able to, to meet our family. But we know LA is so spread out. Right. Yeah. And so what we did was Mandy had this beautiful house and we would do it. I didn't have the space at the time because I had a tree house. You know, so <laughs> at the time we had Mandy's house, so we had like a soul family dinner where people would come and they'd bring food. They'd make like really nice, healthy food. We'd have like a bowl of uh, things, conversations we want to have, and then everyone would like pull it out and we'd say, Oh, let's talk about sex, let's talk mm-hmm. about this, let's talk about you know, nature, let's talk about you know, conservation, like yeah. whatever it is. Oh, I love that. And people came and then it grew from like 10 people. It grew to 200 people, to 300 people, to 400 people, but different people would host it. So we had different people would say like, who wants to host the next whole family dinner? And a guy's like, I have a house, let's host it at my place. Or and I, if, oh, I have a place, let's host it at my place. But we did it as a more of a potluck style. You can do it as a, um, a sit down dinner, you know, where you invite people and you put a price on it. Right, yeah. and you create an experience for people to meet each other. So you put That's the guest list together and yeah. do that. It's yeah. a great way to create prosperity. I'm really good at creating prosperity, so yeah. I'm re- I can give you all the tips and pointers for you to be put yourself <laughs> you know, in the right place. I,
1: I'm getting like a lot of a lot of opportunities are coming my way right now. I see it. And it's like, whoa, like even coming to see you today, like, I feel like I'm not doing that much. and But so many different opportunities are coming and I'm like, whoa.
0: Well, that's also because you're Scorpio and this is the Emerald year too.
1: I know someone told me about that.
0: Yeah. So this is your year to like, let things come to you and just ride the wave, right? You don't have to do too much. You just have to sit. And ride the wave and just be open. You have to be receptive. That's the only thing. And you already are receptive and ready, so that's not a problem. So I'm just really happy to have you on today's share. Right? So happy. How can people? How can people get in touch with you?
1: Okay. So as far as recipes, I created an ebook over the course of a year. I was like, it's just something I. I was just going through a hard time, and I wanted to put my energy into something. So I created these guides to plant-based cooking. So like a guide to making nut milks and all about all you need to know about soaking and spouting and everything. And then four recipes. And then I did one for dressings and then one for like spreads. So I would send one guide out every month to my newsletter. And then like recently I'm like, I should put all of these guys into one big ebook. And so I did that with a friend of mine who... Who designs um, these kind of things? So, he created this ebook, which has like 120 pages and amazing recipes that I'm just giving out for free because it feels good to do that. So, yeah, I
0: love giving out things. People can download
1: this ebook. It's all, all my photography is just beautifully designed. So, it's like a pleasure to look at. So, that's available. Then, once a month, I send out cozy letters where I just share things that I've been loving, especially to do with spirituality and wellness. And I also add one exclusive recipe that I only share there and also a playlist because I love music. Most of my family are musicians and writers. So I have a really good ear and and I I share a lot of the music that I listen to on Instagram. People are always asking, what are you listening to? So I create playlists every month.
0: And how can they get all of this? They
1: can go to my uh, Instagram page and go to the link. And when they download the the free ebook... They'll, which um, link
0: is it on here? Because I want to make sure one, everyone can get that. Where it says links. Oh, links. Okay. Got you know, it. There,
1: there's links to interviews that I've done, just other information. Sounds amazing. And they can get um, that. And then I just, I'm sharing stuff on Instagram all the time and on stories. I love stories. And now I'm creating my first recipe, ebook, book, ebook, which is going to be for sale in the near future. And I just love cooking and making creating ebook you need
0: to put out a book you need a publisher
1: yeah that was gonna happen last year and it, I decided not to do it because the editorial was just fucking around so I said no
0: well don't worry about it. you should do it anyway yeah. I mean that's me I, have you Have you taken my master class with the yes I have
1: Yes, I have. I didn't tell you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Because yeah. that I mean that stuff is that kicks you in the high gear and the, yeah. and fires up the ovens. I fires feel like up I need to soul, listen it again. Right? Yeah. yeah. Especially after today's conversation, yeah, I think it'd totally. be really good. Yeah. Um, I love everything that you do. I love your Thank recipes. You. I love your food. I love your knowledge, and I love you. And I'm really happy that you were here on today's so share. Thank you so much. That Thank was so you for nice. being here. Thank you. What an amazing, beautiful, powerful, poetic woman that was just here on the show, sharing with us so much of herself in such a transparent way, her love, her devotion, to seeing us love farmers really connecting us back to the to the to the soil to 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 home you know to really being present with ourselves and really honoring ourselves and understanding that we can heal ourselves from food but it's not the only way and that there's many ways that we can operate but the way we do so is by putting the power back in our hands and that's such a beautiful thing that she has shared with us and so honored to have her with us um, in our share today. And I love all of you so much. I really encourage you to go and ch- and, g- and get her ebook. Check out her page. It's so beautiful. I always like to go there and stalk her page and see what she's doing and see when she's on Instagram live and listen to her. And, and she's, like I said, her poetic nature is so inspiring. Her voice, the way she talks, the way her page looks. It's such a beautiful, beautiful essence and a really, really beautiful gift to bring into our lives. And being here in Mayork which is where she lives Um, and being able to have her on today's show is such a blessing and a gift and for those of you who don't um, follow me on Instagram you can follow me at Shaman Durek if you do me the greatest favor which is to share the love by sending a review on iTunes, um, you know, give me the stars that you feel that the show represents to you. What you've been listening to so much to ancient wisdom, because us being able to bring this into other people's lives, when people see those stars, when they see a lot of people's um, testimonies, they feel inspired to listen. And when they listen, they get to be enriched with all this beautiful medicine and knowledge, and 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 really just fill their vessels up with goodness. And that's so important. So please do that. And if you want to check out my shamanic trainings you can go to my website and sign up on my newsletter so you can get all of that whenever I'm doing more classes or doing any special giveaways or anything like that you'll get that on the newsletter until then my lovely beautiful wonderful amazing beautiful tribe of lovely leaders thank you and celebrate you every day bye